The message you are about to listen to is brought to you by the Fountain of Life Church Hope Center. We believe that the Word of God has power through the Holy Spirit to cause remarkable changes in your life. And as you meditate and act on these words, your life will become a testimony. Please to jam your hands together for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can just wink at your neighbor as you're wearing your mask. Let's tell them you are in the best of place. Because God is here. We will compare notes. We will compare notes and we will share testimonies. I see the testimony part is louder. I say we will share testimonies. Hey, one on the heel of the other. Ah, yeah, yeah. Some people are not getting it. One on the heel of the other, meaning testimonies back to back to back to back. In the name of Jesus. How many of us enjoyed last week's sermon? Thank you. Put more whom by going to listen. It's on YouTube and it's also on Instagram. The blessedness of a word, as powerful as it is, needs us to constantly go back. Did you get that? And that is why faith cometh by what? And hearing by the word of the Lord. So please, if it has blessed you, please go back and listen again and again. God has been very intentional with this church, especially this year. With very, very instructive messages. Hmm? With very instructive messages. I feel like there are messages that in it is the key to a lot of testimonies. But people have not gone back to search it out. Don't get excited only by the power or the presence that happens in the house. I know God does a lot here, even me. Sometimes, you know now, he wrecks all of us. We are, we are all his boys. Nobody is senior brother. When he starts with us, when he wants us to cry, what do we do? We cry. When he wants us to dance, what do we do? When he wants us to do fellowship after fellowship, what do we do? When he wants us to do a praise party after the sermon, we do what? So we are not respecters of ourselves. We respect him. And that's why I'm saying, please don't shortchange yourself by just depending on what you remember in the service. Go back and have a full context. And I want to specially applaud the media team. Please jam your hands together for them. They have done a great work in trying to ensure that at least within the week you get the sermons. Please, we don't do it because churches are supposed to do it. We do it because we don't want you to be stranded. Please, let's move from the realm of Yekba. To the realm of it is written. Hallelujah. You know, I remember a joke by Bishop David Oedipo. They were in a, they were in a car and the car was swerving. It's swerving now. Yeah, it was going back and forth. And people in the car started shouting, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And that blessed man of God looked at them and he said, One Jesus is enough. Daddy, let us shout and let's just be safe. 
somebody had understanding. It was a game of understanding. That's how Jesus could sleep in a storm. It's understanding. See, if you catch a revelation of with long life will he satisfy me, you will look at COVID a bit differently. If you catch a revelation, it changes the way you react to situation. Once you catch the revelation, and guys, see, revelation is caught. In fact, revelation appears to disciples. Let me put it that way. The Bible says, he that dwelleth in the secret place. See, if there was no reward for people that dwell in the secret place, one, the Bible will not write it there. Two, it will not, then that means everybody can have it. But you see, there is a blessing for those that dwell. And what is their blessing? They abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, let me explain something to you. When they say they abide under the shadow, it's talking about proximity. Right? Can you see my wife's shadow? It's so close to her that for me to abide under it, I literally have to be close to her. So for us that dwell in his presence, we rub off so much. Imagine. This is God. Just imagine. I'm not saying this is God, please. Because we are in a social media age where they will capture that now. Imagine this is God. I'm so close to him. Now, everything in the world fears him. I'm so close to him that they have no choice but to fear me. That is why we abide. It's not about talking about him. You need to know him. Hallelujah. So please, that's just really to say, please go back into the word. What changes you is not the power of your service or the power of your church. It's your intimacy with the Lord. That's what changes. So I'm going to be reading a scripture today. Three scriptures really. Matthew 17 verse 14. I read this scripture and the Lord stopped me in my tracks to really meditate on it and it almost was showing me something that, you know, a lot of us are starting to see in our day. Um, I'll be very fast. It says, Matthew 17, verse 14. It says, they came, they came to a large crowd that gathered to wait for Jesus. And the first thing that I started to say was, 17, 14, yeah. All right. Maybe you should use the TPT. It says they came to a large crowd that gathered to wait for Jesus. A man came and knelt before him and said, Lord, please show your tender mercy towards my son. He has a demon who afflicts him. He has epilepsy. And he suffers horribly from seizures. He often falls into cooking fire or into the river. I brought him to your followers. But they weren't able to heal. And this really got me thinking. How is it that they walked with Jesus and something as something that would actually show their proximity with Jesus became something that they failed at. So what this scripture is telling us that this man had first gone to the disciples that please help me heal my son. And I'm sure they did gatherings. And I'm sure they must have. Okay, well, they didn't speak in tongues then because Holy Spirit has not fallen. But they must have tried. 
they must have uh -uh, eh. whatever it is that they did the bible said it did not give the results that they wanted and i feel like this is something that has happened to people at some point i've tried to do lay hands prophesy but nothing And Jesus decided to tackle that situation by saying a couple of things. And those things we'll be looking at today. And Jesus replied, where is your faith? Can't you see how wayward and wrong this generation is? Now for just that 17... I want you to use Amplified. See how Amplified says it. It says, And Jesus answered, Oh, you unbelieving, what wayward, rebellious, and thoroughly perverse generation. How long do I, am I to remain with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him here to me. So, if we as students of rational thinking, what Jesus is saying, the problem is, is this phase. An unbelieving, warped, wayward, rebellious, and thoroughly perverse generation are not able to do the healing that was required of them, even though they walk with Jesus. And for so long, what we have said is, when I go to church, when I join a department, when I affiliate with this type of power ministry, when I even know Pastor Emis's phone number on speed dial because I join 6 a.m. prayers, when I have that, when I speak to a demon, it must go. But you forget the part that talks about your character and your level of faith in God. You know, it's very easy to believe in the God of Pastor Emisi because the God of Pastor Emisi is doing wonders through her. So, you don't believe in the God for yourself. You just believe because. So, most of the time, when things happen, you call her. Because you don't believe enough to call him. So, you call the ones that you feel he is using. I hope somebody is getting it. Jesus was trying to address something that is prevalent even now. That when we say we come to church, church must also reflect in the way we do things. When we say we love God, it must be expressed in, in our thought pattern. A perverse generation, another translation says a faithless and a godless generation. But they were with Jesus. So I started to think about what that could mean. And I start to find out that, guys, it's easy for you to perfect the act of living double standard. So in church, because of the ambience, I abide by the ambience. Everywhere is calm. Everybody's praying, even with their mask on. So I just... There is nothing in you that is connecting. 
And that is why you see that sometimes you go to service and instead of you to be trying to focus on God, you are busy looking around. There is no connection. Even though you are close. And Jesus is saying, where we are going to, you need to be a portal that connects to heaven. Because I will not always be the portal. I will not always be present on the earth. But I need you to carry so much of my power and so much of my character that when demons see you, they see me. Another thing I feel is there were parts of themselves that demon had no respect over. You see, if you are the kind of person that you still negotiate on certain types of lifestyle or certain things still please you or you still are enticed by certain things. You see, where demons are coming from, they use those things to love people so they are very familiar with them. So when they see those things in you, you can't cast them out. And that is why Pierre was saying, the word is what helps with pruning. Because the first thing the word does is it reveals, number one, yourself. Then it now shows you how you can be like your maker. Then as you now start to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you now become transformed. That's how it works. Not just by attending service. And people need to know this because now we have a generation of people that stop going to church because they say church has failed them. The church was not appointed to do that thing that you wanted them to do. You were the one that was supposed to search the Lord. And the church was supposed to help you, guide you. It's like saying every failing that came failed because the school was a bad school. But there were some people in that school that had first class. So it's not the church. It's the fact that you do not understand what the church is supposed to do. So you put a wrong expectation in a good source. The church is a good source, but a wrong expectation. When you go to a powerful church that does a lot of prayer, because that's what we call powerful church. That's, is it, that's it now. Powerful church signs and wonders. You understand? It doesn't eliminate your own prayer work. Because what it means is you are telling the devil that afflict me only on Sundays. But I'm sure you also know that the Bible says he goes what? To and fro. So you must be a portal of fire. So that when you are not in the congregation of firecrackers, the devil recognizes that this one carries something. Not just that, ah, come and try me on Sunday. No. You need to be able to do it there. So it's a game of knowledge. And the Bible said, Jesus said, bring the boy. Now this is also another thing that I found out. Jesus did not waste time to pray. He commanded. Tell your neighbor, he commanded. Hit another neighbor. Don't hit them. Just jab them lightly on the side. He commanded. Tell them, did you hear what he said? He commanded. Now, in the place of prayer, we are begging when we should be when we should be commanding demons. God, I just pray that this healing should go. I just pray that this thing will leave me alone. No, sir. 
you have no right here. There is no place for you here because it is Aya. Guys, this is what makes it work. I shared with you there was a time my wife saw me. I was, I, I think I shared it here. I was ill and I like to also share that testimony too. I'm not one of those people that go to the hospital every time. Please, for those some that give that testimony, you know it's a function of grace. And for you that have been to the hospital before, it's still a function of grace that you survived. So please, it's not the standard. Everybody operates on different graces. Some people don't have food problem. So you cannot relate to what they are saying. So it's grace for you. While some people have it and God has delivered them, it's grace for them. He, let's no man so boast. Do you get me? So I don't want you now to now say that, that until I don't go to hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and the Lord looked and he laughed <laughs> so I started to feel funny and it was around that season where they said you know the Rona was everywhere and I was like hey hey are you saying you have carried it so I was going into the toilet and I said except the dying of Jesus and his resurrection was a lie. Then you cannot tell me that I can fall sick. You see, I engaged first from the place of knowledge before I started to say, I rebuke you. Yeah. I watched a documentary about a lion. A lion wanted to attack another animal and these two of them were dead in the eye looking at each other. The lion was looking, the animal was looking. The moment the man, or no, it was an animal too, went forward, the lion went back. The moment the man went back, the animal went back, sorry. The lion went forward. You just can't say, I cast you out. Something must be backing the knowledge to say, I cast you out. And it has to be the knowledge of the word of God. If your word of God comes only when your pastor says it, chances are that when you are in the days of trouble, it will be the first thing that you will forget. Think about it. As amazing as last week's sermons were. Last week's sermons was. I mean, if you can word verbatim. Give you another two weeks. It becomes only a good experience. Give you three months. It becomes a great memory. So imagine if there was something I said on that day. That you held on to that. Ah, I found the key to chase poverty or to chase this thing. You are now trying to remember four days, four months later. So you see why you have to go back. Then by you going back, you now start to personalize it. You see, one of the things the Lord was trying to teach me when I was writing exams, it was a lot of us write and we just gorge out what we write. But you see, the real ones that make it in life are the ones that interpret what they write such that when they hear it, it sticks in their brain so that 10 years later, they can still say it because they understand. So you need to understand the word of the Lord and understanding does not come in brief reading. I'm sure you know. Nothing of understanding comes when you just glance. I saw that my girlfriend and myself, I've done my devotion. Thank you, Jesus. Multitick box, yeah? No. You need to stay. You need to sit. You need to know that word. So the Bible said Jesus rebuked it. 
And when he rebuked him, he said, you know what? Get up. According to the words of Jesus. And Jesus rebuked the demon. And it came out of him. And the boy was instantly what? Healed. Later, the disciples came to him privately and asked, why couldn't we heal the demon? And he said, it is because of your lack of faith. I promise you, if you have faith, even if you have no bigger than a size of a monster seed, you can say to this mountain, be moved and cast into the sea. And you will see it happen. He now says, there is nothing you cannot do. They now say something. He says, but this kind of demon is cast out only through prayer and fasting. Jesus understood that this type so there are certain experiences in your life that casual prayer cannot do that's what he was trying to say that as you know of the scripture and you know of God you know what to do part time he was telling them that this one the answer would have just been prayer and fasting you know the way you go to a lecturer and say sir but I used the formula but it did not work you know that no the formula does not work for this one it's actually when you do this formula plus these other things that makes it work what God was trying to tell them is address the faith issue in your life first because that is what made you in, unable to do it. Then, be a people of prayer and fasting. You see, what fasting does, go back to that place where we were talking about wayward, perverse, and that other generation. Fasting helps you eliminate those characteristics. Wayward, rebellious. Because fasting numbs self. That is what fasting is. I think we've said it over and over here. Fasting numbs self. These things accentuate self. Why do you rebel? Because you have a higher opinion about something over the ideal way. So you go against it. It is a self problem. Why are you a warp generation? You are started to think of things that are not in the way that are not in relationship to what it should be. It's a self thing. So God was telling them, that if you can fix your faith and you can also fix the things you focus on, you have the ability to look at a demon and not pray too much prayer. Or just say, you, get out. You know, the Bible was saying that the priest of this world looked at me and found nothing. Jesus did not have anything that the devil could say. I, there's a part of you that I carry. And that is why I think a lot of us, we should, we should take seriously our consecration. It's very important now because one of the problems that we are seeing in the body of Christ is that people are giving you mixed information. What am I saying? It's okay for you to love the Lord, but you are very conversant with the things of the world. No. One must go. That's the truth. As you behold him, you must be changed. You cannot have equal appetite for godliness and sin. No. As you deepen in him, you will see that it is not cool for you to still be angry. Things give. But you see, we are getting to a place where people are now trying to show you a thin line that was never there. A middle ground that was not supposed to be. Making you feel like you can do God. I say enjoy a little bit of those things that you, are, you should trade. You know, Jesus was saying to the rich man, he said, the man came, how can I, you know, inherit the kingdom of God? I get outside, oh, give to the poor. You know the laws now, you know the commandments. And he says, sir, I have done all these things from my childhood. I think that was what stopped Jesus in the track. He said, okay, sell all you have. Ah, 
God, oh, that one will be tough. So what did God see? He wanted the middle ground. Because guys, we are in a relationship with God that comes with persecution. But we don't want to hear that. So the moment persecution comes, you don't remember that he told you that persecution comes with this thing. You say he failed you. He didn't fail you, he told you. What he told you that when it comes, you will come out of it. That's what he said. So you now have people that makes you feel like your work with God can also go with a little bit of self. No. And that's one of the biggest problems in our generation. Power does not, the power of God does not operate where self is present. That's the problem. That's the problem. So what happens is when you live your life and God starts to show you yourself, he starts to call you to fix it so that when there is the demonstration of power, it is not being hindered by yourself. So this happened and Jesus did it. We saw a place where the disciples couldn't do it and Jesus did it. Now let me show you another scripture. I talked about demons. Let's open to Matthew, no, Luke 8, verse 26. And there's something about this place I'm going to show you. 8, 26. Now, while you are, just hold this thought. From last week's message, we showed that how we showed how God initiated a lot of things so that when man comes in, he has things to enjoy. How he created the birds, how he created the animals, how he, and all that and all that. Then the Bible says in 27, it says, let us make man. And that's the first time that there was a us. The first, all the creations, it was and he, and he. So what makes the creation of man different? The fact that an us came about. Now, what was the us? We, students of the Bible, know that it was what? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, was it that they were not present before they were? But what was he trying to emphasize right in it? He was trying to tell us that at this point, I want to show certain tendencies that you will see in these three offices, in this one. That was what he was saying. The us there was Holy Spirit bring what makes you great Jesus bring what makes you great I the father I will bring what makes me great then let us create the one final masterpiece and that is why animals cannot create because the creative ability is a part of God the father do you understand me So I started to look at that. And God said, Olumide, I need my people to understand who I am as Jesus. If they know me, then they know that because creation already puts me in them, they can do what I do. So I wanted to just establish that point before I read this verse. So the Bible says, then they sailed to the country of the Gadaranis. Or what, what? Gadar- oh, sorry? I see Gadarani. Gatherings. That's it. That's it. Which is opposite Galilee. Next. And when he stepped out of the land. Now, I, see, I want us to read this scripture like they wrote it. And when he stepped out of the land, there met him a certain man 
from the city who had demons for a long time. Did he say that Jesus was praying? Maka. And a demon came to him. No. It was an unexpected visit. Jesus was literally, okay, are we coming out? Is this the shore? Are we coming out from the boat? Okay. And while he was coming down from the boat, somebody came to him. You know why I'm saying this? I'll go back. I think I like this place. Why am I saying this? Some of us, we feel like, ah, I must be ready for battle. <laughs> Guys, what you carry manifests every time. There is no time that the Holy Spirit is not awaking you. Do you understand me? Ah, he caught me at a bad time, Nisha. Ah, because I've not fasted. No. You carry God all the time. Every day is a day miracle can happen. In the boss, when you are broke, a miracle can happen. You don't need to be fired up. It happened in the most insignificant. He was just coming down from a boat. Now I'm going back up the boat. And there was a mad demon. Now this demon had levels. The first one we said that oh, it was a demon. In fact, they called it a demon, but in our modern day time, we will say that it is epilepsy. That's why like if you use the TPT, TPT just says the guy had epilepsy. But this one was epilepsy on Promax. They said this type that buffeted this man, here, it was a demon for a long time, meaning that this demon had resident permits. The demon has relocated, like we live here now. They call him, Baba, where you go there? Ah, you don't know. Now here we there now. You don't say. And the man wore no clothes. You know they tell you Yoruba. We we were told about Lasso. That's the one you should run away from. Because it can't do you anything. So this one had no clothes. Meaning that there was nothing that could remind him that he was a human being. Because one of the things that you do as a human being, animals don't wear clothes and they don't bother. What makes you a human being is that you know that there's something called private park. Don't animal have it. Why are you conscious about it? Because you are human. Are you? So this man has no clothes. Nor did he live in a house, but where? Translation says, but in the cemetery. Meaning that the thing that was buffeting him, I said, I see, by the time we are done with you, they don't even need to gather for funeral. You are already there. And I'm going there. As much as we are laughing about it, the Lord, when I said that, when I started thinking about that scripture of the Bible, the Lord was trying to tell me that there are some people that it seems as so things have held you down in your life. And it's almost like as if they have told you that, you see, this is where you are going to die. There is nothing. This is it here. The Bible said, why did he not find anywhere? Why was he not on the street? He, he took him to the place of the dead. Here, you have not finished. He said, yeah, okay, next verse. Cemetery, thank you. As soon as they saw Jesus, he shrieked and fell down in front of him. In fact, this is not his, go back to that former translation, the former one. Then go back to the verse, the verse before. Okay, now there were two accounts, two accounts of these incidents in the Bible. The second was in Mark. 
Mark's account said that concerning this man, so let me just paraphrase so that we don't have to go there, then we'll continue. Mark said that concerning this man, this madness was so bad that when they tie him in chains, he breaks it off effortlessly. Such, such madness. That's not the kind of madness that should catch you off guard. That's the kind of madness that should confront you after 40 days of fasting. You, you, do you understand? It's the kind of madness that if you don't handle it, it will handle you. So let's go to 28. But see, as the mad, mad rich, it was the mad that actually identified Jesus. Jesus did not do an introduction to the man. It was the madman that said, and when he saw Jesus, who cried out? The madman said, the madman fell down before him with a loud voice here. What have I done? What, what have I to do with you? Another translation says, why are you interfering with us? of that demon concerning that man was that this one we are going to mess you up and there is nothing or no one that can save you I'm sure they took him to the graveside because they did not expect that Jesus would be walking close to the grave but you see the grace of our Lord Jesus was what came to the rescue why was it that side that Jesus came to fall or came came down from. He says, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus? Son of the most high. These demons no CV, guys. If you don't know it, these ones will not forget about it. They know the CV. I'm trying not to use pigeon because we are a multi-dimensional church. It was the devil that was telling him, how about you? Mm, he missed it about a different dimension. He said, why did the, why the demon was telling him you are the most high? Later in, 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 in the scriptures, Jesus was asking real humans, who do men say I am? Someone is still saying something that a demon. Because only deep call it unto this deep, this demon on Pro Max was giving CV that sir, you are Jesus, you are the son of the most high. Please, this is the demon that was Gara that was doing anyhow. You know, when the Bible says that a demon is buffeting a man. I feel like what they do is one, they drench the man in fear. Yeah. Yes. Then they now start to sell him all sorts of lies. Illusions of deep darkness. You know? And somebody hear this because this is going to be your liberation. Because for everyone that hears this thought I'm about to say, the Lord is going to deliver you in the name of Jesus. You know that as you are on Todd Milan Bridge now, your car can just jump inside water. Has anybody thought of that? I decree in the name of Jesus. That our tormenting spirit leaves you now in the name of Jesus. 
another person will hear. Who told you that this guy is all he says he is? Do you know how many of them that this is how they start in church, but at the end, it's not true. You better don't marry. And you now start to hear lies about marriage. Whoever is in that boat, I command you, spirit, leave them now in the name of Jesus. The demon said, I beg you, do not torture me. Don't do what I'm doing to this man to me. Now see what the Bible said. Continue. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For he had often seized him. Ah, oh, it was even here. And had kept him under guard. Bound him with chains and shackles. And he broke the bounds. And, drived, and, and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. This was what the demon was doing to the man. That even when they bind him, he will still break free. Just so that he can wreak havoc. Send the man into the wilderness. Another translation says, he will start making the man cut himself. Whoever is there that is, that is, that is doing self-harm, whoever you are right now, that you are engaging, yes, that's the word, you are engaging in self-harm. You spirit of darkness, I rebuke your hand over that person in the name of Jesus. Gluttony can cause self-harm. Alcoholism is part of self-harm. So we rebuke that spirit now. In the name of Jesus. So the Bible says. Yeah, next verse, 30. Jesus asked him, what is your name? Demon enter classroom. Say, sir, I am legion. Because many demons have entered him. Next. And they begged him that he would not command them. This was the part that shocked me. I was, I was explaining to someone yesterday. I think it was, yeah. Other translation never told us this. But Luke told us. He said that they were begging him not to send them to hell. Hell is abyss. Shall I tell you why? The devil sent out this demon or these demons into the world to kill. They were begging that we don't want to go back without fulfilling an assignment. Because for so long I've asked why did God push them into pigs? And that is where you need to understand where you are in the love ranking of God. He gave mercy to a demon. He didn't care what would happen to the demon. He was obsessed about what happens to the man. Pigs can die today. Yeah. The one that owned the pigs today, he can give them money, but that man must go scot-free. Guys, I'm telling you that God is so good. That it can even listen to the prayer of a demon. Is it not you that he will not hack in your call? He says, Sir, do not do not command us. Do not command us. They knew. He can. They knew. I'm sure the former demons that have been casted out. They did WhatsApp group meeting of demons. 
Whatever go happen, make it no command to now. If you rebuke now, you don't be. He says, sir, do not command us into abyss. Next. You know, let me just, and this is just my thought, so don't say that I saw it in the Bible. I feel like the demons were so afraid of going to the devil to give him a negative report. I, I feel so. That they were so afraid to go back to the devil without achieving anything. That they say, if we know if we kill human, may we kill animal. And that's the same devil that you feel that, oh, let's just roll together. If you know the, if the devil shows you who he is, you will second guess this, this, this middle ground that you like to take. This hot and cold. You know that nothing is cool with the devil. Nothing. See the, see the ones that know him. Oh. The ones that they roll together. The ones that they are chilling with the Y'all, y'all need to stop social media. They could say that, sir, the master we serve, he don't play like that. Don't send us back. And they started to negotiate. That, sir, see pigs over there. Don't send us. You would have thought that him sending them, the pigs would go about biting people like we see in vampire stories. All they did was when they finally entered the pigs, they ran into the river and they drowned. Bakam. Meaning that the demon perfecting him would rather go back to where he was coming from having killed animals than to go back empty handed. So they begged and he permitted. Now, another thing I want you to see. Do not command but please command us. Do not command us into abyss. But permit us to enter them. Now, a lot of people have said that why did God put them? He didn't. He just permitted them. Meaning that he could also have stopped them that you know what? Don't. It was not God's intention. God was not the one that found the pigs to say, leave animal, go to pigs. No. You understand? So what am I saying? When God permits certain things, it's not because he's the originator. So don't look at him as a bad guy. Sure you get. If he permits it, it's because it's insignificant in the scheme of things. No matter how big that thing he permitted, could it be the death of a loved one? Could it be a promotion you did not get? Could it be the marriage that you did not that did not materialize or the divorce that happened? If he permitted it in the grander scheme of what he sees, that is the smallest element. Because we are talking about a man that had been buffeted with a demon for many years. I will show you why it was not relevant whether those demons entered into pigs by what started to happen to that man. Continue the verse. He said, then the demons went out of the man and entered the swine and the head ran violently down to the steep place into the lake and drowned. Finish matter for them. Next verse. Now when those that when those who fed them saw what had happened, they fled and told it to the city and the country. Evangelism started. That was a big thing for God. Next verse. Then they went out to see what had happened and they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had departed. See, 
sitting at the feet of Jesus. It meant that the disciples must have been carrying extra garments of clothes, looking for madmen that may be naked, knowing that when God comes to them, they will be healed, so they need clothing. Faith in what they believe in. Where was he clothed? Who? Because the only people that could stand beside that man were Jesus and the disciples. So nobody had the clothes except Jesus and the disciples. And he was in his right mind and they were afraid. Next verse. Then they also, um, they also, they also who have seen it um, told by, no, no, this is where, where I want to go to is the last. Let me just find it here. Go to Go to 38. That is what I'm going to. Because what happened here again was another teaching I'm going to teach. It's called the unveiled faces. With everything that happened, do you know the response of the people to Jesus? They said, Jesus, carry your wall and go. Oh, yes. Jesus did not do a miracle past the shore of that city. But we'll go there in a bit. Well, not today. Now, the man who, from whom the demons had departed begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, Next verse. Return to your house and tell the great things that, has, that God has done for you. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. Though they didn't give Jesus right to enter, Jesus made sure that there was a seed that kept speaking in that city. That, my brothers and sisters, was the bigger scheme. Because what this says is this was the demon that was afflicting the man at the seashore. There were other demons in the marketplace. There were other demons in the hospital. There were other demons in the road. There were other things that were perfecting people. But God did not leave that place without somebody that all he said was, look at me. If he did it for me, he can do it for you. So I'm here to tell you, if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside, not visits inside, but dwells inside of you, it will quicken your mortal bodies. So now that you understand the nature of Jesus, when he said, let us create Toby, let us create Olumide, what demon can stand against you? Rise up on your feet. Now that you understand what you carry, now that you understand who you carry, can you command? But before we command, 
I will want us to purge ourselves of every form of waywardness. And you see, let me not lie. You know these things. You know these things that are not cool. You know these things that you, you, you permit. You know them. But how can it be that these are the things that hinder us from being all that God has said we should be? There was a man in the Bible. He knew how to speak the Christianese, but he had not fixed his life. The Bible said that the demons beat him. So I don't want to be a casualty of association. You were here and you just heard. But you have not fixed things in your life. And you now start to say things that you have no backing over. I want us to pray. Every waywardness. Every looseness of my tongue. Every unguardedness of my sight. Everything that darkens my heart. Every easily besetting sin that I still enjoy by the help of the Holy Ghost. Touch me today in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Touch me, Jesus. Prove me, Jesus. Take out everything that is not like you, Jesus. Hey, do your surgical work in me till I see like you see. What does not give you joy, Jesus? Take it away now. Amen. You know, God told me something. He said, Olumide, this thing, you are treating me with kids' gloves. And I was talking to him about a personal area in my life. And says, Olumide, this thing is going to grow so much that you will not be able to command it just by the spoken words. Yeah. So, Olumide, the way you are treating this thing, this thing is coming to bite you. And the way this thing is gathering momentum, if you don't check it now, you that you think that you are infallible, you might just fall. So, handle it now. And I'm here to address everything that has started to grow roots. And has started to rear its head. That is at the same level with the plantings and the callings and the purpose of God upon your life. But now it's getting so strong that people can't see the calling. Because you are so close to looking like weed. When you should actually be a planting of the Lord. And for those type of things you don't cut them. You uproot them. And God was telling me, they stop cutting this thing. Uproot it. And for some of you, it's just that little ability that I don't think it hurts nobody now. I just want to show that I'm slightly sexy. Uproot it. For some of us, 
it is the maybe I can just chill with these guys. Maybe I'm not drinking like them. And God is telling you, this thing that you're looking at that you feel you have control over, if you don't uproot it, the day you start to become like them, you will not know. So you are going to pray. Everything my father has not planted. I'm not praying for a cut down. I'm praying for an uprooting. Uproot it in me now in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. You spirit of anger, I command you by the name of the Lord to part from that boy. Depart from that man. You spirit of violence. Depart from him in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Yeah. To break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain. I hear the chains falling. Who are that mountain? Before the roof of thou shalt be complain. Who are that mountain? Before the roof of thou shalt be destroyed. Who are that mountain? Before Ocentaur, thou shalt be made plain to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, to break every chain, break every chain. And because there is no vacuum in the spirit, you are going to pray. Every eviction notice that I've given to the works of darkness, now I open vacancy to the working of the Holy Spirit. In my life, every eviction notice that I've given to the works of darkness, now I open vacancy to the working of the Holy Ghost in me now. Open your mouth and pray.
now we pray for hunger you see when the bible was talking about the wheat and the plantain he says leave them let them grow side by side but by the time i cut them the weeds i will put them in unquenchable fire i want you to pray that from now on what used to find room in me will never again be able to afflict me anymore i said that anger problem that womanizing problem that mental problem that i cannot do it problem that i'm not good for anything problem that thing that tells you that you cannot be more than what you are today i am liberated no more shall you afflict me i want you now hey thank you holy ghost we have entered into the season of rebuking listen 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 we have entered into the season of rebuking the lord just told me now they can rebuke now they can rebuke now they can rebuke <laughs> now they can rebuke look whatever it is that has perfected you dead in the eye look at that stagnation look at that unmarried situation look at that infirmity look at that brokenness look at that childlessness look at that mental depression look at that lie look again at that failure come on rebuke 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 in the name of jesus i rebuke you in the name of jesus i rebuke you in the name of jesus i tear down your stronghold i tear down your stronghold i rebuke you in the name of jesus that you are here and you are tired of things not working in your favor raise your hand there is something that just seems like every time it should happen for you you are the only one that gets the no there is a demon there that is shutting the door and God is saying I have said before you an open door that no man can shut I want you to say Lord according to your word in Revelation 3 verse 8 according to your word it is written that you have set before me an open door from today I enter into the doors of favor I enter into the doors of promotion I enter into the doors of grace I enter into the doors of love every shut door 
that ties to my destiny every door that ties to my upliftment every door that is supposed to take me to my next level be open be open be open come on prayer point. Acts 8 verse 7 Many demon possessed people were set free and delivered as evil spirits came out of them with loud screams and shrieks and many who were lame and paralyzed were healed. This resulted in an uncontainable joy filling the city. What has taken your joy? God is saying there is going to be an avalanche. Listen. An avalanche of joy is about to fall on you. Having done all these things, this was by the disciples. This was even Philip. We came from the place where they tried and they could not to the time where Jesus did it. But by the book of Acts, they were already doing it. They were already chasing demons. They were already healing the sick. The Bible said what that did for the city was an uncontrollable amount of joy the city the Lord told me something about 2023 election and he says it is from now that we start to shape it you see I don't care who are the people coming out and saying they want to can he use donkey to speak he can use donkey to speak I don't care who they are they will align to the will of God the Bible says when this sign started to happen in the time of Philip an uncontrollable joy filled the city Lord by the workings of miracles in my life break out joy in Nigeria open your mouth and pray Hey! Yes, Lord! Yes, Lord! Yes, Lord! Yes, Lord! Yes, Lord! I just said in my spirit, this was the problems that were perfecting them in that day. They had a high level of possessed people. 
they had a lot of lame people. It's understandable. Medical science had not advanced the way it has now. So there were a lot of lame. There were a lot of sick people. There were a lot of paralyzed people. There was really nothing like ASAS. There was really nothing like, what do you do when somebody is hit by a stone and it starts to bleed? They will just cut it off. The medical advancement was not as advanced here. So guess what God was doing? God was cutting. God was going ahead of time to make a solution where the world could not contain a solution. Right now, there is no solution for COVID-19. Right now, there is no solution for cancer. Can I tell you something? There was no solution for the paralyzed back in those days. So what the world said had no solution. The disciples effortlessly were calling the name of Jesus and people from nowhere will say, I don't know what happened to my backbone. At first, I felt I could not move it. Now I can move it. It seems like as if I'm not paralyzed anymore. I want you to look at modern day issues. The government has no cure for kidnapping. But God has a cure for it. COVID-19 is still an issue in our time. But we are men walking free. Carrying not just the nature of God. But in our blood is the cure. Because in us is his life. And that life has become the light of men. And the light shines in darkness. And darkness cannot comprehend it. So, pick a modern day problem. <laughs> I'm raising the bars of some people's faith. Yes. Yes. You have done small faith for too long. It is time to take big stuff. You have been asking for yourself for too long. It's time for you to ask for nations. <laughs> I will give you the nations for your inheritance. The uttermost part of the earth for your possession. God, is one, God wants to give nations to people. Do you understand what that is? When God says, Olumide, I put upon all center Nigeria. Ensure that out of every single person that comes from this place, is a solution provider to fix this country. I'm giving nations to you. So everything that is still an issue, that we have not gotten light, electricity in this nation, is a problem waiting for a son of God to solve. So I am saying, Lord, how you will direct the life that you have put inside of me. How you will navigate me from wherever I am to find myself in the corridors of where they institute or they make decisions about power. And I will stand there and I will decree that this country has the ability to have power and set up things that will make sure that Nigerians no longer shout up Nepal because it will be hope Jesus. Do it with me. That is the ideal prayer of sons and daughters. Whatever is dark, deploy me. Till this mountain becomes the mountain of our God. 
So I want you to raise your hand like a funnel and say, Lord, endure me with power to fix every dark issue perfecting my world. Open your mouth and pray. We believe that you've been richly blessed by this message. We are a ministry with a mission to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, which birth hope, love, and so much more. For more information, you can follow us on our social media platforms at TFOLC Hope Center on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Or you can visit our website, www.tfolchopecenter.org. God bless you. Hope